Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. This episode is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Tired? Hmm? Craving an energy drink, but you don't want to feel shitty and jittery afterwards? Well, try Dubby. Dubby Energy has this Nero Factor. It's a patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. Yeah, this ingredient is what gives Dubby its laser-focused and fast reflex effects, making it perfect for gamers. So, whether it's just had a long night, you know, just need some energy to go to work, Maybe a pre-workout or you want to get some gaming done. Dubby is for you. I highly recommend this. And they got some amazing flavors as well. Uh, very creative too, such as Dragonade, right? Dragonberry and Lemonade. Um, Galaxy Grenade. Beach and Peach. Yes, delicious. It's basically Kool-Aid that gets you pumped. So what the hell are you waiting for? Check them out at Dubby.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Yeah, and guess what? And for 10% off, at checkout, enter this coupon code, right? I got you. It's Screaming Chewy SH, all right? All together, caps. Screaming Chewy SH. And yeah, you got 10% off. Dobby, check them out. Everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. And I'd like to welcome special guest, uh, fantasy author, Christian Stovall. How you doing, Christian? Oh, Christian. I'm good. How I'm are sorry. you? <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I did it again. My bad. A lot of people do it. <laughs> but um, yeah, good, good. Um, Not bad for a Tuesday, right? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> But, um, so tell me about yourself and, um, and what you do. Well, I am a fantasy author best known for my Song of Souls trilogy. And then there's a prequel to that called The Twisted Path. And I also recently released a full series, The Fae Touch Chronicles, with a co-writer, Jennifer Sanders. So I just write fantasy and, well, live in my imagination. <laughs> You know, it's a good way to escape, and not just for you, but for others reading as well. You know, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about escapism when it comes to what I read and write. And um, have you always been like that? Like, even as a kid, just started going off in your imagination, start writing? I always went off in my imagination. Uh, it, it didn't occur to me that what I wanted to do was storytelling. I started out doing theater, and I love it, and I would still do it if I had the time. But as I got older, I realized I wanted to tell my own stories and not just interpret what someone else wrote. But I remember my parents would always, at parent 
teacher conferences get told, oh, she's a good girl, but she just daydreams all the time. So I found a use for that. (laughs) You know, I found that most creative people don't, I'm not going to say no, don't do well at school, but don't do what the teachers expect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Free spirits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. I love it, too. I like living this life. <laughs> it's like, don't tell me what to do. I got this. <laughs> yeah, I got this figured out. <laughs> um. So when did you start writing? I started writing just for fun in my late teens, and that was mostly just playing around in Lord of the Rings fan fiction. But I never wanted to write about the main characters. I always wanted to pick obscure characters that like got a name mentioned in the book or in the movies, and then I would give them their own stories. So I never really followed the whole stick with canon thing. I always wanted to create something that was mine. And then I decided, you know what, maybe it's, time to start thinking about writing something that's mine and then when I was 24 I met a young man and fell in love and got married and we bought the house but unfortunately he had suffered a traumatic brain injury when he was 18 and a year and a half after our wedding he ended his own life after dealing with depression and chronic pain for gosh over a year so I was left going well now what because you know I'd planned a family and you know just that life the family the home the holidays and that was all over with so I really kind of felt like I was left standing there with no idea what my life was supposed to be because when he died it wasn't just his death it was the death of that person I would have been if he'd lived Mm -hmm. and that's when I came up with the concept for the soulbound which became the title for the first book that then became a trilogy and here we are now and a prequel man you've been busy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what do you recommend it's my air um <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sorry um about that and um sounds like you dealt with it pretty good um you know use that writing you know yeah, yeah, it gave me a way to say goodbye and and a direction, and now I really love where my life is. That's good, that's good. And what do you recommend, that people read the trilogy first or the prequel? They're written, I wrote the trilogy first, and then I went back to the, the prequel, but they are written in a way that you could read them in either order. Uh, Since the prequel came out after the trilogy, I haven't really heard much from people who started with the prequel and then moved on to the trilogy, but I think it would be rewarding to start there. That being said, you can start with the trilogy and you would be confused or lost. I like that idea. You know, I like that, you know, you could start with the trilogy and then you go with the prequel, like you'll learn a lot more, you know, you're like, oh, that explains that. Yeah, the prequel takes place about 200 years before, and so while it is connected, it's not like a direct connection. Oh, wow, okay. And um, what can you tell me about uh, the trilogy? Like, uh, what, what inspired you to write these stories? Well, the trilogy follows a young widow named Aislinn, who, when her husband passes away, 
their souls form a bond and she becomes one of the soul bound. And that's an order of magical healers who can heal through the bond uh, with their soulmate. So it was definitely inspired by my own experiences, although I didn't get any superpowers when my husband died, just a lot of heartache. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's inspired by that. That's what motivated it. It gave me the goodbye and it gave me that ability to build a new life. And also it was my way of working through those emotions in a safe space. Wow. Wow. That's... It's pretty deep right there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, you know, art comes from life, I guess. Yeah. I love that quote, by the way. I, that, I love that you said that. That's, that's pretty <laughs> amazing. Awesome. Man, it, how long did it take you to write uh, the trilogy? It took a year to write the first book and then like six months to write uh, the second. And then I waited about two years. I would say it was about five years beginning of process to like the release of the third book. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Take yeah. some time off. Huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Takes a lot of dedication and discipline to get it done. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet, man. I'm, I'm one of those people where sometimes I'll start a project and never finish it. I could never write. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually a completionist. Not always. It kind of depends on how important it is. Yeah, that's good. I'll be one of those people where ten years later, I'm like, yeah, still working on that book. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there are a lot of authors like that. Um, George R. R. Martin has a strong following, and how many years has it been since the last Game of Thrones book came out? Like, he's been saying, oh, soon, soon, for years. True. People <laughs> still waiting on it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And um, so the prequels, is is it following the same characters? No, it takes place about 200 years before, and it deals with the ancestors of one of the main characters. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, nice. It uh, starts up in the beginning of... Uh, Vanalis is the name of the nation that the prequel... or that the trilogy takes place in, and the prequel kind of starts at when that country was first becoming a country. So it's it's setting up the history a little bit and some of the politics. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like an origin story, maybe? A little bit. Okay. okay. Sort of, yeah. It, it, it follows one of the main character's ancestors. So it's sort of an origin story, but not quite. Just a little bit of history and background in the world to sort of open up doors for other stories that take place after the trilogy. Oh, nice. You left it open. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's smart. Thank you. And um, so anything else in the works or is that a surprise? <laughs> um, well, we I just finished that co-written series and here soon we'll be starting work on a trilogy that is unrelated to anything we've done before that follows. It sort of takes place in the world of Robin Hood and follows his daughter. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
yeah, add some magic in there, and yeah, this should be a good, a fun ride. Wow, that sounds pretty crazy, pretty unique too. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4, Tucson AZ 85712. Or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um, hit them up. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you from the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. and um so you just came out with something else yes the last book in the Fay touch chronicles came out in may so we were actually able to release the whole series in six months but we had had some of the stories already written so we basically wrote two of the stories and then went ahead and wrote the other two so we had it halfway written before we started releasing any of it oh my god (laughs) and uh could you tell me about these series yes the fey touched chronicles takes place in the victorian era shortly after the jack the ripper killings and it follows four friends who were schoolmates at an all-boys school and all of their different stories the fey touched are people who have fey in their lineage so they have magical abilities and it kind of follows each of them and how they end up either how their fey touched or end up having to deal with the fey okay i love that i love this after jack the ripper too <laughs> <laughs> thank you we do a little nod to jack the ripper we also mentioned the loch ness monster they primarily take place in Victorian Scotland and Victorian England. So it's kind of fun to play around in that. And I love that era and all that history. So it was a lot of fun to do that instead of being in a completely made up world that I was responsible for coming up with all the details for. Right. That's a lot more work right there. You know, you got to make everything (laughs) from scratch. Yeah. I mean, it is more work and it isn't. Because when it's a made-up world, I have free reign. I make the rules. I make the history. When it takes place in this world, even when it has fantasy elements and magic, there is that established history, and there are those cultures, and you have to kind of research and make sure you're respectful to them. Mm, I see, I see. 
Still got to do your homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily for those, I had a co-author, so it wasn't all on me. <laughs> nice. And you ever, have you ever been like, let's say you're doing the series, right? And you mm-hmm. ever been like, like so far ahead into it and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to go back and change it. I got a better idea. Like you ever had moments like that? We ha- did have moments where we would have to go back and kind of alter things and make sure they all fit correctly. And then sometimes you'll be writing something and as you're going, you realize what you're doing just isn't working. So if you just go back and tweak something, it will. So yeah, there's always that, that refining process. And sometimes that does mean making some changes and adjustments that you didn't expect to make. Okay. Cause I mean, you, you basically got to keep track of everything, right? You start going off, you know, doing a story, yep. and you're like, wait a minute. It's got to make sense. I got to go back. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you have, like, I have some friends who I call beta readers, and I let them read it as I'm going. And then I it goes through the editing process, which is I go through and do rewrites, and then it goes to one editor, and then it goes to another editor, and then it comes back to me, and then another check. So there's a lot of like rinse and repeat that goes with it. That's good. That's good. Making sure, right? Just double checking it. Yeah. And yet typos will still slip in. I think my theory is that they hide when anybody's looking at it to fix it. And then once the book's out, they're like, oh, hey, here we are. They're like, I got you. Yeah, that's my theory. I think that typos are sentient and can hide. It's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially after so many people taking a look at it and it still passes through, you know? Oh, yeah, it's editing blind- blindness. Your brain will autocorrect. That's so you'll be reading, true. and because you're kind of looking at the sentence, your brain will just correct it and go, oh, this is the word. So it's frustrating, and it just it's a lot of tedious just, reading and rereading and reading again yeah i can totally see that you get that tunnel vision you know yeah but yeah um well that totally makes sense by the way because i've seen you know those posts on facebook it'd be like i bet you didn't even notice this was misspelled and i'm like what and you read it again and there's a word misspelled but your brain like corrected it as you're reading it just like you said yeah it's it's an endless process. So you ever like printed out books and you saw the typos? Like, do you like change, do you fix it and then make other copies corrected or how does that work? Yeah. Um, I have all of the manuscripts and everything and I can upload them to the printing companies or the the ebook companies so if i see an error or someone points it out to me i will fix it and then correct the uploaded files put those in without the typos oh okay nice yeah um, it's, it's handy that way oh man but i read somewhere once that there's not a single book in existence that doesn't have a typo or a mistake somewhere in it and i believe it because you know humans are imperfect and Mistakes happen, and we miss stuff when we edit. You know, that makes me feel better. I like that. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I could help. It's a, if somebody points out your typo, be like, hey, look, there's no book that's 100%, all right? And they'll be like, all right, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's just 
errors are going to happen. I mean, anytime you introduce the human element, errors are going to happen because we're just, we're imperfect beings, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how you learn. You know, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Man, and, um, man, you've been, you've been really busy, man. Wow. <laughs> That's the way I like it. I've had a little bit of downtime here lately, but mostly I like being busy. And then October is going to be insane. August and September were pretty. September's been really nice and slow, but October's going nuts again. Oh, man, the calm before the storm, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I looked at it, and I don't have a single weekend at home in October. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or I guess there are some weekends at home, but I have, like, book events to go to, so that are out of town, but close enough I can come home and sleep in my own bed. Oh. But it's, it's every weekend there's something going on. It's nothing like your own bed. I don't care what hotel you're at, how nice it is. It's not as comfortable yeah. as being at home. No, you just don't sleep as well as you do in your own bed. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, so where can people find all your books and everything you do? Uh, find your social media? Well, if they look me up, Kristen Stovall, I have a website, Boundless Fantasy Books. I also have a Boundless Fantasy page on Facebook. Boundless Fantasy is the umbrella under which I publish. And we have a few other little things that we sell at in-person events. But I can't, I I don't want to have to deal with the shipping myself. (laughs) (laughs) And then they can find me. What? Oh, I just said, oh, my God, that's a lot right there. Yeah. But then they can find me on uh, Twitter. I'm not on there often, but also Instagram and TikTok. Another one that I'm not on often, but people can find me there. And with the books, they can purchase print books from me personally, or if they don't want to have to wait for stock to get in and signed and everything, they can order the printed books off Amazon. For eBooks, it's uh, Kindle... Google, just like a lot of them, Barnes and Noble, whole huge amount. Wow. And um, so what else is in store? Anything else we should be looking out for pretty recent? Um, No, just some small town events that are local to where I live. And they're just itty bitty cute little things that I I like doing. Uh, But come Comic-Con seasons, we'll probably be setting up Boundless Fantasy booths at some bit by bit building up the ones that we do and don't do so everyone looking out looking out right now comic con be ready <laughs> exactly come in costume we'll get pictures of you and i just love that you can just you know focus on writing and um i just love how you turn that you know unfortunate events in your life and you actually kind of turned it into a strength you know what i mean I love yeah, that. That's yeah. very inspiring. Thank you. I'm a big believer in choosing to be a survivor of things that happen to me rather than a victim. I and love to that. try and I wanted it to have some sort of purpose so that it wasn't just this horrible thing. And I didn't want the worst chapter in his life to be the last chapter. So, you I know, if, if what happened can make something good happen, then it feels easier to accept. Mhm. And um, very inspirational. I, I love it. Thank you. 
and uh, keep up the great work. <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, yeah, anything else you would like to say? No, just uh, go buy books and read them. And if you like them, leave a review. If you don't like them, you don't have to leave a review. It's totally fine. <laughs> no, they have to leave a five star review. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yep. Anytime. Thank you. You have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace